Hello everybody and welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from Friends You Can Trust. Every week we broadcast and review a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school. We aim to bring you an honest conversation about relevant cinema. I'm here with Nick Moffat. What's up? Hey. Oh, and I'm Derek Deal, by the way. Uh, tonight we are going to be reviewing The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. The third, uh, I get. I mean, I don't really know how these all line up uh, timeline-wise, but it's the third of like their flagship Conjuring movies of the Conjuring universe, I guess. I get the sense that The Conjuring is kind of like Indiana Jones or something, where the order doesn't truly matter that much. Right. <laughs> um, but I am curious of why this one is The Devil Made Me Do It, and the other one was Conjuring 2. Personally, I like the the subtitle. Yeah. But you prefer that I, over the number? I think so, especially when the number doesn't really matter that much. Like, with The Quiet Place, it made sense because like that the, it was part two. Because part. Yeah. It starts immediately right afterward, too. It's like it's clearly the sequel. But yeah. Conjuring, it's like, if we're just talking about different cases, then, yeah, shit, why don't you just uh, give it a fun name each time? Right. Uh do you think they're worried about the number like getting too high? They're, people are going to be like, geez, there's so many of these goddamn movies. I don't know. I, I know that's what happened with WrestleMania. Like, they stopped <laughs> really? calling WrestleMania the number. Yeah, well, so because Vince McMahon was like, yeah, around <laughs> WrestleMania 30, Vince McMahon was like, oh, this is too, too old. People are going to think that we're old men watching wrestling. And so he just started putting the number, the, the symbols Roman. there. Because people don't know what those mean anyway. Um. Oh. it's only three though it's not like it's that many it's right. like, there are there are hundreds of trilogies that's true so part I of mean, me was thinking because i know you haven't seen annabelle comes home but that's kind of like it's like heavily like they're literally in the movie it takes place in their house and i'm kind of wondering if like they took out the number because the like yeah, it's just it's going to get confusing the timeline because like where does that movie take place if this is the third one? Does this take place before that or is this after that? I don't know. Who knows yeah. why they do what they do? But yeah, I and mean, Annabelle's kind of different. Yeah, uh, yeah and uh, also I think there is a little bit of name recognition for this movie, uh, just because that case I think was kind of a big, big uh, like tabloid thing at the time devil made me right it, and so. that's part of what makes conjuring so special is that these are like based on true stories right and um this one was like one of this is the first one that's actually based on like a real murder right and a real court case yeah like amyville is like famous and everything but like that was still kind of a legend right. rather than uh um someone actually went to court for this movie right this case but so we'll get to that movie here shortly. Uh, but we wanted to kind of talk about we had kind of an interesting experience because both of us watched this movie at home, and uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about the difference between seeing a movie like this at home versus theaters. Uh, like last week, we saw a Quiet Place Part Two, and for me, you know, the theaters aren't like max capacity or anything, so you're not sitting there with hundreds of people. But I think I was it was probably close to a hundred people in my theater. Like it was at their 20% capacity, you know, or whatever they're at 30, 40, whatever. But, um, 
it was a sold out showing when I went. Um, and it wasn't like a loud, like theater audience. It was like a Sunday morning, but just being in that dark room with like inescapable sound and like this giant picture in your face, you know, it really like that tension translate, like it's not, it's not just translating, like it's being kind of forced on you and, uh, maybe more so with a quiet place part two than most movies. Cause they spent so much time, like really trying to get that sound, like to be in your face and scary and just like, you know, capture that this movie kind of, um, why I, I even like didn't get to watch this movie all in one sitting, which is another thing that happens when you're at home, like different things like can interrupt you and pull you away. And, um, it just like lessens that experience. Like I don't know what I would have thought of this movie if I thought saw it in theaters. I don't know if it would change um, spectacularly, but I think my uh, enjoyment of it probably would have changed. Yeah, dude. Um, thanks for you know talking about this because this is one of those things that I feel like is like borderline taboo. You know. Yeah. Um, first of all, I do think that like every film lover like kind of watches movies a little bit differently unless you're in the theater, you know, everyone has like a, uh, you know, universal theater experience, you know, you sit down and I mean, maybe you're eating popcorn or candy or whatever, but you know, the lights go down, the screen opens up and you are shut down and you're forced to watch the movie. Uh, and that's, that's all you're doing. And I mean, I don't think we talked, we've talked about it. You know, it was me and Sean the last episode, but mm-hmm. man, like it was great being back in the theater. Like that, that experience is just so, I just missed it being like transported to another place and, yeah. you know, just being in another world. Um, it's so great. And I, I love it so much, but yeah, dude, I'm right there with you. I didn't watch uh conjuring in the theater. I, I watched it at home on HBO max and um yeah definitely a different experience um and uh i do want to say um part of my personal you know uh personal personal personality of watching yeah. movies i don't know what to call it like my habits of watching a movie right um kind of like go hand in hand with why i often say i'm not a critic you know mm-hmm. i'm a movie film lover you know like i ingest movies um, but I don't watch them like, you know, with the ideal lens on typically, right. you know, like at home, you know, I'm watching a movie. I probably have the lights on, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I have kids. I might watch them in a couple sittings. You know, I, I might, uh, you know, have the iPad, you know, close to my face <laughs> if, if I'm watching it, like, you know, yeah. in bed or with, I'm rocking my kid or something, but you know, that's, that's just because I want to watch movies, you know, I don't. You know, for me personally, again, this is my personal um, habits. Uh, I know, like, Sean, like, is very much like, turn the lights off, you watch the movie, you go to the bathroom, you put it on pause. You know, right. like, <laughs> he's very much like, like, uh, you know, he has his rules. Yeah. And I respect him for that. Um, but, you know, uh, this is partly why, like, I probably watch more movies than him because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, uh, inject them into my blood. Right. <laughs> Um, I think horror movies, though, are especially interesting to talk about with this kind of thing, because, um, 
uh, the the feeling that goes along with horror movies is that you know is that adrenaline is that mm-hmm. like shock to your system you know and it you know uh there's there's a whole culture around horror movies about um you know uh you know being scared and getting the adrenaline pumping but also y- you know this that there are um bad horror movies there's so many of them mm-hmm. but horror fans <laughs> still ingest them yeah. because you know we just we just want that feeling and i th- i think part of it is like it's fun to talk shit about horror movies like mm-hmm. it's fun to like it's fun to sit back and just be like you know these these stupid assholes like what are they doing they're going into the building ah, what are you doing that for you know it's like right. it's fun to like 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 talk and have a fun time during a horror movie when it's bad you know and you know i, I don't mean to get ahead of ourselves with conjuring but like yeah. i didn't think this was a very good movie right but you know so i watched this with my wife shannon and you know she doesn't like horror movies especially like the conjuring like this is the mm. kind of horror movie that like really like messes her up you know yeah. with like supernatural like devil type stuff where like you know you can't really control it you can't understand it it's not just like a human in your house it's like you know an entity that's pure evil yeah um no good no good she doesn't like that and um but you know so she was kind of like okay i want to hang out with nick i'm gonna watch this movie with him maybe i'll dig around my phone and she kind of like got sucked in a little bit but then like as it turned out to be kind of a you know it's not a great movie yeah we kind of like started like you know just like interacting with the movie like we were like talking about it we were making fun of the characters we were questioning the choices and we had a great time yeah watching it it was a lot of fun and so even though i didn't think it was a great movie i thought it was a lot of fun and if i saw in theaters and i was forced to just like experience that and that alone I might be more critical of this movie. You know, I might, yeah. I probably wouldn't have had as good of a time, even though it wasn't as pure of an experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, and to be fair, like for this kind of movie, like the conjuring movies take themselves, at least like these main ones take themselves pretty seriously. So like, I would bet that that's like not the ideal way they wanted you to experience it. Like laughing and like talking about all this stuff, you know, like, they're pretty, they're, right. you know, they're like serious, like, you know, dramas, you know, horror dramas. So, uh, right. And, you know, I didn't do that during Conjuring 2 or right. Conjuring 1. You well, know, yeah. I think Conjuring so I was going to say, because like... we watched the Conjuring 2 in your living room, and, um, I was scared when we watched that movie. Like, that, and that was like, you know, that's like a similar, I don't know, you know, it was out of theater, but like that movie was done well enough i guess maybe we just for some reason had a good like setup good atmosphere i don't know but i remember like that movie was pretty thrilling sitting in your living room watching (laughs) so i I totally forgot that we watched that together i'm sorry but like was that yeah that was uh was that me and you and our wives shannon and christina like yeah that was i think i was like right before we had kids i think so unless Um, we might have even had them and they were like really really small I can't remember. Yeah, or maybe they're sleeping or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, I mean, because I remember watching that with Shan, and yeah. I remember her like running out of the room. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember like I don't, I can't remember if we had the lights on. Maybe we had them dimmed or something. But like, I remember her like getting upset, not upset, but you yeah. know, she was like, "Screw this!" And she like went to the bathroom. Like she was like, "I'm out of here" yeah. or whatever. Is 
yeah, that movie was messed up, you yeah. know, like, and, you know, I don't mean to say, like, you shouldn't interact with movies, you know, or you shouldn't uh, take movies seriously. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. When you watch at home, you kind of have more of a freedom to um, feel it out, I guess, you yeah. know, and if it's if it's not like a good movie, you have the freedom to like either emotionally or physically check out, yeah. you know, and still have it on. But, you know, maybe you're like dinner at the same time or you know or right. i don't know i'm not saying that you should dink around your phone because that does like take away the experience but you know some people do do that and it's 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 you know what i'm saying like it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just different and i think a good movie will bring you in For sure. ideally you know and mm -hmm. like kind of force you to like you know pay attention to me yeah and i think i guess this is kind of on our minds because now that we're returning to theaters after watching movies exclusively at home for a year and a half it's like uh all of a sudden you're like oh yeah like that's what it's about like going to the theater like that's a whole different feeling you know and it's just kind of right a, it's kind of a at least like for me it was like kind of emotional like <laughs> watching a movie in theaters again it's like it's just a you know you have it's like a physical feeling of watching the movie as opposed to kind of a passive um viewing of the movie you know Totally. But. And, like, you know, you kind of have to, like, make your, like, guess with it a little bit, I think. Yeah. You know, where, um, like, next week, uh, In the Heights comes out, and that's a big, colorful musical. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, tempted to, like, try Venture to see out. at the AMC, like, uh, Dolby Theater, if it's playing Dolby Theater. Like, I feel like that would be, like, an engrossing, wonderful, explosive time. Yeah. Um, it's also going to be available on HBO, though. So, yeah. Like, you know, I might be tempted to just watch at home and, yeah. you know, I'll probably like try to take it seriously. I'll try to turn the volume up and like really get to know the sound. But yeah, like if we've talked about it on the show, seeing it at the seeing a movie at the Dolby theater, you know, adds like half a star to a star at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, so let's get to our review. Um, yes, we've kind of teased a little bit about our opinions on this movie, so let's just jump in. So the film again is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, directed by Michael Chavez. Um, and once again, it stars Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. Uh, plot description. Hunting demons and devils of the occult, turns out, is bad for your health. The Warrens are at it again, and this time it's their iconic The Devil Made Me Do It case. Watch as they battle an unknown force for the soul of a creepy boy whose relationship with the Warrens is confusing because I probably missed a line somewhere explaining it. <laughs> I think that I think he's their daughter's friend's boyfriend. We got demons hopping bodies. We got witches reanimating corpses. We got underground hammer fights in this episode of The Conjuring. Um, yeah, so overall, uh, this movie was so like, meh, like, it wasn't good it didn't really have anything that i really enjoyed um i think there might have been a set piece or two that i was kind of like getting into a little bit um but not much and they were pretty short this is actually shorter i think than the other two also by i think the other two are like pretty long movies like two and a half hours this one was under two um but yeah for me most of the stuff in this movie kind of fell flat, felt pretty bland, um, especially held up to uh, other movies in this franchise. What I've always liked about this franchise is that 
they're while it is a pretty straightforward demon possession movie both the first and second one uh they they kind of made up for that um kind of standard plot by constantly evolving this universe and like inventing all these really cool uh like monsters and stuff that they'd introduce and each monster would have so much character to it and it's 10 seconds on screen that you just like all these ideas are popping through your head what is this what does this mean like holy crap yeah and while that's not required it would be nice to see that kind of like effort put into um trying to be creative and this movie just is lacking that constantly um yeah and i think you know part of it part of watching it at home was i think i probably missed some details here and there like i was so i pulled up imdb multiple times because i was so confused on their relationship with the girl in the movie because i remembered at the beginning they introduced her daughter and then i don't know what happened to their daughter but then that girl was like staying in their house throughout the whole movie so in my head i was like oh she must be their daughter (laughs) but she's not their daughter daughter, like vera formiga's daughter yeah the warrens i think i think i I don't think that was vera formiga's daughter i think it was the daughter of uh the people that were doing the exorcism at the very beginning of the movie so the movie starts out it is doing that exorcism yeah but they do introduce the warren's daughter also at the beginning of the movie and at some point i like i guess i just didn't understand i thought that i'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Like, you have no idea. Like, I'm with you 1,000%. Like, (laughs) seriously, dude. Like, there was a point where I literally said to Shan, like, I don't know what's happening. I feel like I missed something. And she literally opened Wikipedia and started reading the plot summary to herself and then checking, like, being like, oh, um... Uh, do you remember this happening? I was like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And she was like, well, what about this happening? I was like, yep, yep, yep. And then we got to the point where we were at that point in the movie, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well, I just, <laughs> I, I just don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know how they got from point A to point B to point C. Like, right. it just felt like things were just happening in this movie, and they didn't really give you enough to lead you to a direction, which was ultimately very disappointing because this is based on like a real court case apparently yeah. and um you know oftentimes horror movies have like mystery surrounding them you know mm. that's like part of the fun often with horror movies is that there's like you're trying to figure it out or something and yeah, yeah it just was like here's some stuff and no no bother to figure it out just yeah the plotting was very confusing yeah absolutely and I think, you know, I don't, I was over the last couple of days after I watched this, I was really trying to think of like, what about the stuff that James Wan did made it work where this one didn't, because it's really hard to pin down for me, at least, uh, just because James Wan's such a kind of a strange filmmaker where he's got like, I don't know what it, like, I don't know what it is that makes them work. Like I, but the things I attribute to him is that he's like good at selling like cheesiness and like uh um like he's he's good at making melodrama work really well and um and he's creative at like just coming up with creative scenarios for scary stuff and i feel like this movie like it didn't really try to do what he did in his movies and 
I don't know if that's like the problem or not. Like, cause it still had like the melodrama and, um, and you know, the horror and stuff that you come to expect, but yeah, I don't, there must've just been some weird, you know, it's just one of those cases of like a movie that just something about that script did not translate to the screen properly, especially if it sounds like all three of us got lost around the same time. So I don't know. And I don't even know what it was that, we missed or like what if there was like a jump in time in the i know there was a jump in time in the movie but i I feel like i remember it and i don't think that's where i got lost so i don't i think for me i got lost around um okay so i think what separates the um other conjuring movies uh, again i'm sorry but i haven't seen annabelle i've only seen conjuring one and two no so when i'm talking about it i i don't know about um the rest of the franchise but i think what separates um the first two and this one is that um this one from the very beginning was very explicit about um the devil being the thing that did do this yeah you know the devil made me do it that is answered in the first like first scene you know they like there's no uh hint or um question um whether or not um the devil existed or not you know like the the demons are very much there and i feel like with the other conjuring movies there's at least a little bit of confusion there there's a little bit of like um you know, investigation into the event and some questioning about whether or not um, this is the thing that really happened. Yeah. Like there's some skepticism involved in it. Whereas this one, like from the opening, you're like, okay, well this stuff you're showing me right now is obviously like, there's no question about what's happening here. Like, right. I mean, it was really confusing right from the get go because they, yeah. I mean, they did this exorcism and the boy is like, you know, he has, uh, there's like the kid who's possessed and then like yeah. the the girl's boyfriend he like grabs the little boy and he's like take me instead let him go take me instead and then um like he gets taken and yeah. then everything stops like everything stops yeah and then uh and then like it cuts to like the next day or a week later or something and like the that kid has been like sleeping for like 36 hours and they're like huh you're sure acting weird (laughs) and like no one acknowledges that you know that that went down you know oh i see yeah they're like yeah everyone's like totally normal just like having fun at home and like cleaning the house and like do 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 nothing happened (laughs) successful exorcism you know and yeah it just uh it just to me felt like this movie didn't really care about like the realism of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't feel like it needed to take the time to work through the steps to, um, you know, establish or investigate um, the the mystery of it all. You know, whether yeah. or not whether or not the devil actually did it, whether or not um, this kid might just be going insane, whether or not like you know temporary insanity or you know i mean like there's no they didn't uh they didn't interview anyone else in the town they didn't like really set anything up um except like this guy got possessed and um the the devil is probably out there (laughs) and then and then they started like they they did start doing an investigation but yeah um it was about like satanists who were um summoning the devil and um 
that was confusing to me. I think that layout, like the setup of um, the Satanist kind of culture or whatever, yeah. that um, I think that was done very poorly. I think right. that's kind of where I got lost because I was like expecting, you know, I'm sorry, but it's like I've seen a lot. I you know I've seen a bunch of like ex- exorcism movies. You know, I was expecting them to be like dealing more with the demon, yeah. not necessarily looking for like artifacts or you know uh, Satan worshippers or something. And right. the way they explained it and the way they set up the Satan uh, worshippers was was very confusing yeah <clears throat> yeah no i agree i mean i guess it kind of seems like maybe with you talking about like them not setting up the mystery properly and stuff i think they kind of just chose maybe the wrong mystery to focus on so i feel like a large part of this movie doesn't really have anything to do with the case like it's all yeah i guess like the mystery is really about yeah the cult right they're trying to find like who who like was summoning the demon and stuff which is a fine thing to have as part of the investigation of the case but that was the mystery the mystery wasn't about the murder or anything right they're like no we know what happened with the murder (laughs) yeah and that's what the title of the movie is isn't that what the movie is about (laughs) and like the fact that this is based on real case like i want to know about the real case like i want like more time like in court i want to know like what happened with the exorcism like i want like those sort of details not yeah. like you know right when they started going off to like oh well something similar to this happened in ohio mm-hmm. and then they like go to ohio i was like where where are they doing in ohio it was it probably wasn't ohio i can't remember where they were yeah. but you know what i mean like they they kept traveling to these different locations to solve to like investigate similar happenings and i was like is this relevant right. I, I, i'm not sure yeah, like, um, I couldn't even tell you what was the, like, culmination of that storyline. Like, I mean, I know how it ended. I just don't know what that had to do with the movie, honestly. I mean, I know they, they so they figured out that, they figured out that that was part of, like, the, the like, prophecy of this demon, right? It was, like, his steps. He needed to, like, take three souls or something. And so they confirmed that that girl was oh okay i remember it's all coming to me now but it it still does not work but i'm just remembering it's like the there's like a side storyline where they have to help out a uh, detective in order for our storyline to continue and so he won't let our storyline continue pretty much until they solve his like murder case that's kind of tangentially connected to this one so oh, there's right. like a half hour of that. And then, then they the get Warrens back to our get, story. And then the war, Warrens get like wrapped up in the Satan worshiper because they're investigating this other one. Yeah. And then it like eventually comes back around to the initial kid who was like in jail. Yeah. Waiting trial. Um, yeah. It yeah. was confusing. There... And um, I can was... I just. No, you, you no go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, I, I, I didn't know if I should say this for spoilers or not, but, like, like to me, by far, the scariest part of the movie was after the movie was over and <laughs> they went into the credits and they oh, just yeah. played the audio Absolutely. from the actual exorcism. Like, like me, like I said, me and Shan were, like, we were, we were having a fun time. Like, it was great. It was, like, we really, we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. And then, like, 
The movie finished, and Shannon was literally like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then, like, the audio came on from the real exorcism, and it was like, let me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, the scariest noises, and yeah. it was like, holy shit, like, that should have been your movie. That's like, the tone of the other movies. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, that's where the other movies existed in that tone. And they could have had, like, I just, I don't get why they didn't just focus on, like, that sort of world instead of, like, going all over the place. And uh, it seemed like they got lost in, like, the, the, I don't even know, the, yeah. the real mythology of this or something. But right. I don't know. It's like. It's like no one cares about, uh, just no one cares about it. Yeah, <laughs> just... no, for sure. I mean, there's some, I, I will say, I think there's some good ideas, like um, things that they, ideas in as in like the way they told a uh, part of the story as opposed to the actual stuff they were telling us about. But I really did like um, the concept of the connection between vera farmiga's character elizabeth warren and um wait elizabeth warren that's not wait what's her name yeah, it was elizabeth warren <laughs> so elizabeth yeah. warren is a uh ghostbuster um that what, what is her name whatever the warren the warren lady mrs warren mrs warren <laughs> and the cultist i did not necessarily like towards the end i thought they i don't know they went a little overboard with it but I did like the morgue scene. Just the morgue scene in general, I think, worked great. I agree completely, Derek. That scene really... That scene was excellent. Yeah. Um, in that scene, they uh, they go to the morgue, and then she, uh, like, touches a dead body that had been possessed or something. Yeah. And then she, like, got transported into, like, this, like, other, like, world. Because she's, she's a medium, and she, like, saw the... Um, the satanist kind of like operating in like this like space yeah and it was like a vr like yeah yeah and and she goes like and they saw each other though and it was like yeah. the connection works both ways and so the because she made the connection then the cultist lady was like able to get into their world like where they were at and mm. um I, yeah i agree completely that scene like picked it up like yeah at that moment i was like okay here we go the movie's like <laughs> kicking into gear it's gonna finish strong this yeah. is great i got like really into that scene yeah me too and that then it kind of like promptly goes away like, yeah kind of <laughs> yeah. just like went back to how it was before yeah and they do that a couple times but never as effective as that 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 scene there and um there is like a side of b plot that i guess kind of works too i think just because we're now you know three movies deep uh following these characters which is uh uh mr warren's like health is like coming into play and um i i wish they found a more creative way to implement that but it was like as these characters as we've spent enough time with them we do have a relationship with them and i do I did like that they were trying to evolve that storyline to some extent, at least. Um, I don't know that they really did a whole lot with it, but I kind of, I liked that they were doing something with them as opposed to them just being these static figures that enter each movie and exit each movie the same, you know? Um, 
I, yeah, like I the like movie that. ultimately be the, the movie ended up ultimately being like about love, yeah, and them like coming together and um, you know that that was nice. Yeah. Um, well, that's I the thing like... that James Wan like nails. I feel like he's so good at that stuff, like the mushy, like like really heartfelt, uh, whatever it is, whatever little magic touch he's got, he's really good at integrating that into the horror really well. So it's a constant theme throughout the whole thing, as opposed to just like uh, one scene thrown at the very end of the movie to justify like right. the full story it isn't yeah right so with with uh patrick wilson's health was i'm I'm kind of fuzzy on um that factor in in the other movie was it has that been like a factor like he's been kind of getting um no okay that is they have like new to this movie i think okay i i do like their dynamic you know if that's if that's what we're talking about the the fact that like she's a medium and she like gets really like you know spiritually invested in um whatever's happening yeah you know like she you know she has that like scene where she's in the woods and she's like reenacting a murder that happened yeah and her body's like flinging around and it's like oh yeah you know she does this <laughs> yeah and, uh, and he's and kind he's of just like, like all right <laughs> that's enough yeah and he's like he's more of like the straightforward like you know almost like businessman of the of the of the relationship of yeah. like you know um this is how it needs to be done and he yeah. like works through the problems while she's like emotionally and spiritually like you know dealing with the ghosts and stuff yeah um they do have a really uh good dynamic between them yeah i guess what i was liking about it is that like if we're gonna spend any more time with these characters i would love for them to be any amount of arc you know which usually in the other ones they have like kind of a small arc it's more of them uh like you know finding it within themselves to figure out how to get through this really traumatic event but with this one it wasn't really about that at all like they i mean maybe a little bit but i i liked that they were hinting at there might be some you know we might be going somewhere with their characters you know they're they're getting older and they've got a kid you know and they kind of um, wait they have a kid i know we talked about the kid there's a scene in the movie where and the movie was almost telling me this is their daughter but it wasn't okay. their daughter it absolutely wasn't their daughter but there's a point where they're talking about um oh, the older guy like the cultist dad yeah. is explaining like obsessions of the parents get pat like can become like yes. thing and then it cuts straight to that girl that's not their daughter but it was like it felt like such a clear like message that like oh them dealing with all this shit is going to be passed on to like their their kin but then it goes to this other girl who's not their right. daughter but i kept thinking she was because she's living in their house for some reason she's always at their house and like uh and then those straight cuts between them i was like Oh, maybe I must have missed something. It's her. It's their daughter. It wasn't okay. their daughter. I, it was just such a weird, confusing. They should have just never introduced their daughter because <laughs> she yeah. had nothing to do with the movie. And then I think I wouldn't have been nearly as confused as I was. But... Yeah. Well, I I do think that you're onto something though. Like this, I, I, personally, I think I, they should keep making these movies. Like even though yeah. this one I wasn't a fan of, like the first two were excellent. 
you know, I mean, I think the first one especially, but um, I think what's so great about this universe is that, like, in their basement, they have just, like, a hall of records of all these paranormal instances that they experienced. And it's like each one of them is a story. Yeah. And that is so exciting to me. Like they should just keep, they should just keep exploring this. Like they have unlimited material. Um, but, um, I hear you though. Like that was like that concept of that, um, you know, that older gentleman in the movie whose daughter turned out to, or who, you know, he said that thing about um, how he was obsessed with the cult and then you pass things on to your kids. Um, That's a pretty interesting concept, especially as a parent. You know, we're both parents now. Like, that's something that parents think about of, like, what, uh, you know, even not talking about horror or anything like that, like, what what are your kids going to like that you like and how are your kids going to be separate from you? Like what direction are they going to go in? Do you want them to go in the same direction as you, or do you want right. them to like, really do their own thing? And, um, if they did make their daughter a, more of a character, like there's a lot they can do with that. There's a lot of like really interesting and emotional, um, directions to go in. Yeah. Well, Annabelle comes home is about their daughter. Okay. Like it takes place in their house. It's about her. It's like a John Hughes movie mixed with like the Conjuring universe. Ooh. It's really good. I love it. But okay. Um, okay. Cool. But, I'll have to watch that one. Yeah. Is that the is that the best Annabelle movie? Yeah, I I think so. Critically, no, but uh, it's the one I like the most. I've it's the one I've rewatched a couple times. And um, okay, wait. So there's there's. What's the order of that? There's Annabelle. There's Annabelle. There's Annabelle Creation, which is like how Annabelle like was created. Yeah, that's the yeah. prequel. And then there's Annabelle Comes Home, which okay. I think takes place right before this movie. And it's like the Warrens ah. go out of town and the daughter has like friends over and ah. shit goes down in the house. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to watch that one. Yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, just, just out of curiosity, like, do you recommend watching all three of them? Like, should um, I, like, watch them in mean, order? I've, you know, I've kind of had this, like, um, guilty pleasure of just watching all of these movies. There's multiple Conjuring Universe movies that are just terrible. And I think the first Annabelle falls in line with the terrible ones. But uh, it's kind of fun to watch just to have it as like the knowledge you know in your head about mythology and stuff but um yeah i mean uh, i'm in the same way i'm in, yeah. i'm in the middle of watching all the terminator movies and right. uh, you know it's it's just fun to like explore the whole franchise yeah for uh, sure so i don't mean to put you on the spot but like do you off the top of your head like have them ranked like do um, you have a personal ranking of the conjuring movies not specific i've kind of looked at them like the annabelle i kind of look as their own thing even though they're they're obviously not but i haven't like in my head put them against like the mainstream conjuring movies i probably think the first conjuring is the best one and then um as far as like preference ones that i'll watch again uh probably annabelle comes home might be my second favorite and then conjuring 2 and then annabelle creation and then the rest are kind of a blur because they're just kind of messes. Right. And then there's like also um, like the nun and yeah, the, the curse of Lalorona. Yep. Right. Okay. And that's and all of them basically. Yes, I believe so. And then, and then the first Annabelle movie. But, right. Uh, 
Yeah, I know they have plans for more. Um, I feel like the other Conjuring movies were always good teases of like places the new the next ones could go. This one definitely lacked that like tease. You know, I didn't really feel it. Didn't feel like it was a final chapter either, though. It was just kind of like overall, this movie was just kind of there and just not really anything notable <laughs> came out of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, hopefully they do another one, and it just kind of—I would hate for the main thread of the Conjury movies to just like dwindle out and yeah. you know limp into the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they're—I—I'm I, sorry, I, I didn't even realize that their daughter was like a main character in uh, Ambo uh, Comes Home. So yeah, but it's a different actor in this movie too that plays her. Okay, uh, that's fine. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. But. Um, yeah, but that does make me feel like they have, you know, it's like there's 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 story to be had with the Warren family. Yeah. So, there, um, and I will maybe, say, oh, right, finish your thought. I was there, so. Maybe James Wan will come back and do the fourth one or something. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool if they could find a way to close it up nicely with like a a good director and. Um, or even if they don't close it up, it would just be nice, yeah, to see it continue in a similar fashion as it has in the past. Which is like, just like, you know, they've been dependable, like big blockbuster horror movies, and this one just didn't feel like that. Yeah. Um. Um. I forgot what I was gonna say a second ago, but. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what do you have anything any other final thoughts about the movie you wanted to talk about or? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. Honestly, I think we mostly covered it and you know, we didn't really do a spoiler section, but I don't, I don't really think that we need to. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I really need to like dive into any further. I feel like we I, I love that we compared uh these movies cuz yeah. like I said I'm pretty interested in the series. I just haven't gone around to watching all of the um or any of the um side stories yet. But yeah maybe for horror movie month or something i'll start watching up or something yeah that's kind of what i used last year to just kind of catch up on them because they're especially the lesser ones they're the pretty casual to just flip on you know and just kind of watch and not have to worry about atmosphere or anything it's just kind of schlocky horror movies so yeah um all right cool well that was the conjuring the devil made me do it it is in theaters and HBO, right? Yeah, it's yep, got to be in theaters. HBO Max, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely in theaters, yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah, uh, you can see it in either of those places. Next week, we're going to be doing In the Heights. That's going to be Sean and Brandon. Um, that movie will also be available on HBO Max. Man, HBO Max is like delivering. Holy crap, this year is nuts with streamable yeah, movies. I, you know, it's that thing. They, they agreed... They, um, that contract with warner brothers like i know mid pandemic yeah. and uh it's all happening right now do you think they're actually yeah. gonna follow through with dune putting dune on hbo max and yeah. theaters at the same uh, time maybe i mean we'll see um uh, yeah i don't know uh we'll see <laughs> yeah um, i guess we'll see what the world's like in six months but... yeah i mean yeah I, the whole box office thing is very uh curious right now yeah you know? so um you know uh conjuring still made a lot of money you know mm-hmm. still made a fair amount of money it made um 
it beat out um, A Quiet Place. Quiet at least place. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was the number one movie in America this last week. So. Yeah, um, it made twenty four point one million last weekend. So yeah, yeah, it's not it's not bad, you know, especially considering everything. So, um, cool. Well, uh, I think that's it. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. We do this every Tuesday. Um, yeah, I'll see you next time, Nick. Cool. Uh, great talking to you, Derek. This was fun. See ya. Bye.